Now, if you are of a certain age like me, then you might remember what has become known as the satanic panic back in the 1980s when the news was kind of filled with stories about all sorts of people, everybody, it seemed like, being involved in ritual satanic abuse. It seemed to be everywhere. Daycares, schools, like you name it. It was everywhere. Now, a lot of this, of course, was later on debunked. And it was, though, just this kind of crazy time when this seemed to be happening. It's all part of a new documentary called Satan Wants You. A couple of local filmmakers have been doing this. The directors are with us now, actually, Sean Horler and Steve Adams. Thanks to both of you for being here. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I love the intro song. (laughs) (laughs) Right on the nose, right? Right on the nose. (laughs) Um, Let's let's talk about this. So when you were watching this, when you were looking and doing research in this, was it hard for you guys to believe that this actually happened? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking back 40 years uh, in the future is like, wow, like it, it was crazy just to know and see like how wide spread this whole thing was. So that's Steve's take. I grew up in Victoria, <laughs> BC, where the story, the origin story of the satanic panic actually took place and living through it, I, it's not hard for me to believe that this happened Okay, why do you say that, Sean? Tell me about the origin and everything. Uh, people just get caught up in this. So, I mean, the, the origin of the story is a book called Michelle Remembers. Uh, it was written uh, in Victoria by a young woman named Michelle Smith and her psychiatrist, Dr. Larry Pazder. In 1976, they started two years of really intensive therapy where Michelle started having these, like, recovered memories of being abused by a satanic cult as a child. And they taped the whole thing, and they used those tapes to write the book. And then this book, I mean, no one knew at the time that it would change the world in the way that it did. And, And yet it did. So this book kind of really took off. It had an impact all over North America, didn't it? Yeah, North America, and then further, there's cases all throughout Europe, uh, Australia, New Zealand. Like, it really went viral. Okay, so going back with the documentary, was it difficult to get some people to talk about this? Because I would imagine that some people would rather forget this and move on. <laughs> True. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's interesting for us because it's sort of like, you know, we started looking into the book and ever, like lots of people know about the book. Maybe a whole generation doesn't know about it and they'll know about it now. But once once we started looking into that, realized that the family had never really the family of Michelle and Larry had never really spoken about this. That's where we knew that we had something new to add to this story. And Larry's ex-wife, Mary Lynn, specifically, when we called her up, she spoke to us for an hour right out the gate. It was like 40 years hadn't passed at all. That really is uh, amazing. What were the repercussions of this? Uh, Like, what kind of an impact did this have on, on people's lives to be accused of something like this? Um, I mean, like when you're accused of abusing children, like that doesn't leave you. We we feature a few stories within the film, um, one of them being Kelly Michaels. And she was accused of doing really, really, really horrendous stuff to, to children. None of it was true. Um, but she ended up going to prison for five years. And uh, an investigative reporter in the film, Debbie Nathan, uh, she told us about Kelly Michaels and she's kept in touch with her. And she's just said like her life has been ruined and she's never really recovered from it. And it's just, it's really sad to see what happens. And it happened to like literally thousands of people. And false accusations too. Like these are rumors that people would start and it literally ruins people's lives. 
I remember this. I, I remember like seeing this on the news as a kid, like, oh, the daycare was, you know, bust. this was happening here. And it seemed to be so widespread. Is Were you able to investigate at all any kind of, like what the psychological um, reasoning is for this, like some kind of mass delusion? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it starts, it was a mass delusion. I mean, you hit that <laughs> nail right on the head. And like a, a lot of this happens like, you know, okay, so Michelle and Larry write their book. That's one part of it, right? But then it's the Catholic Church was involved from the very beginning and priests were involved in the writing. It went straight to the Vatican, right? Like you, you get these like big stamps of approval. Law enforcement used the book to investigate cases and used it as proof that this was happening. Uh, mental health professionals, social workers. It's like a buy-in all across society that makes allows this to happen. And then at the time as well, I mean, th- things were changing. It was the 80s. Like, religious horror was, like, huge. The Exorcist was, like, a number one movie. Um, and yeah. there was a lot of societal changes that were happening as well that just really made, like, the, the book coming out at the time it did was kind of lucky. And it just sparked this whole, pen, like, a pandemic of fear. What, what do you hope people take away from this, watching this? Well, one of the things we say is, like, you know, be careful when you go on your next date if you're <laughs> on Tinder, because, like, this, this really is a story, right, about two lives colliding in a way that you would never be able to predict the results, right? Like, so be careful out there, people. <laughs> and then also I should just add, like, people need to be more skeptical. You need to be more cynical. You need to, like, question the information that's given to you. And you can't just take everything at face value, um, because if you watch the movie you're going to see how just terrible it can be. So devastating for so many people. And people just believed it kind of hook, line, and sinker, right? Like, all you, all you needed was an accusation at some point, right? It's there, like, the, the craziest things, like, if, if a kid didn't like ketchup, that means that they could have been satanic ritually abused. Like, they, they had these gigantic checklists of things that just, like, were completely, like, it was just, like, it was literally stupid. And that's what they used to, like, accuse people. Yeah, and yet on every talk show, I was like, I remember this on Geraldo Rivera. It was on yeah. Oprah. It was everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, part of the thing too. It's not so different from today in a lot of ways, right? Like when you think of conspiracy theory, theories, a lack of evidence is evidence. So you can just make an ex- accusation, and even if you don't have proof, that is proof. And we see that with QAnon and PizzaGate, you know. More, more recently. That's very true. We do have a tendency to, to want to be, almost want to believe, I guess, some of the sensational. Do you find that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the more sensational, the better for some people, right? Very true. Where can we see this documentary? It is uh, screening uh, tomorrow night at DOXA here in Vancouver. So DOXA is the documentary festival in Vancouver. It's also screening on... Yeah, Friday, May 12th uh, at the Cinematheque. Okay, lots of excitement about this. You guys must be very happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I, this is like wilder than we could have imagined. The, the movie's really caught fire and we're, we're pretty excited to be along for the ride. We've had sold out screenings across North America, actually. So our first screening in Vancouver. Sorry for your listeners. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is sold out, but please come on uh, May 12th next, next week. Get a ticket before they're gone. <laughs> you know how to sell it, too. Sean, you know what's amazing about this is that you talked about growing up in Victoria. Quiet Victoria, where a satanic panic was unleashed, essentially. Right? You know, if you have been to Victoria, it's not that kind of city, right? Like, and Apparently yet, it was. 
<laughs> and people thought in the 80s that this was one of the satanic capitals of the world. It is so, so strange. And it's this chapter of Canadian history. Like, this changed the world, folks. And it if really you don't is. know about it, you need to see the film. I would agree. Listen, thanks to both of you for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. That is Sean Orler and Steve Adams. They are the directors of the documentary called Satan Wants You. It's deep dive into the satanic panic of the 1980s. And, you know, if you've never heard of it before, I mean, if you're, I guess, of a certain age, you know, if you're younger and maybe people don't want to talk about it, it's hard to describe to you or make you understand just how nuts the whole thing really was. And so I would recommend watching this documentary because you won't believe it. You won't believe that this was actually going on. It was, and I, I kind of, I was like a young, early teens, I guess, like 10, 11, 12, around that age. And it was just like, you saw this on the news and it was there and you kind of went, oh man, that's really going on. Okay. But it was like widespread mainstream in the news that there was ritual satanic abuse that was going on. And in hindsight, you just go, What? That was, that's craziness. So yes, check out this documentary. It's called Satan Wants You.